on? Welcome back to Let's Talk Physical Media. My name is John. And I'm Faith. And yeah, Faith's back this week, and we don't really have too much news this week. It was actually pretty slow as far as, you know, new announcements go, but we did get a few. Uh, probably the biggest one was Paramount is going to be releasing Beverly Hills Cop 3 in February on 4K Blu-ray, just to complete the trilogy. You know, we have Beverly Hills Cop 1, Beverly Hills Cop 2. Now we'll have the whole trilogy. This one, again, was directed by John Landis, who directed Coming to America and Trading Places. Him and uh, Eddie Murphy had a falling out after coming to America. Mm. So they kind of regrouped, got back together for an atrocious movie. <laughs> have you ever seen Beverly Hills Cop 3? No. That's the one that's in uh, basically in Disney World, essentially. I don't remember what the name of the amusement park was, but he's there the entire time. It's just a really bad movie. <laughs> they are making Beverly Hills Cop 4, did you see? I saw that. You saw yeah. Eddie Murphy was on set as Axel Foley? Yeah. Uh, I can't wait. I, yeah, mean, I, saw I feel like I'm going to get disappointed, but we liked coming to America, the sequel. It was good. It was alright. Yeah, you know, that's one thing. I mean, I feel like... Once you have a classic, I don't think you should remake it. Or make sequels to it, yeah. I mean, I get that, but that's kind of like what Eddie Murphy's doing now. Although, there's that Christmas movie you wanted to see that's on Amazon we haven't checked out yet. Yeah, but I like it because it has Tracy Ellis Ross in it, and I, I like Eddie Murphy. He's funny, so why not? Eddie Murphy's one of the greatest comedians ever. I just feel like sometimes, especially lately, he's kind of... You know, he's like phoning it in, it almost feels... It doesn't feel like the old Eddie Murphy anymore, you know, like 80s and 90s well, Eddie Murphy. He's not. he's not that Eddie Murphy anymore. No, he changes people. And... People can change. People and then and everything is cheesy now. Oh yeah, like all those these movies that come out, a lot of them are just cheese. You yeah, know? so I you know. gotta phone it in a little bit. I guess, but it's a little bit frustrating, you know. Mm -hmm. And then we also got announced uh, the movie Dark Man is coming to 4K Blu-ray. This is Sam Raimi's first attempt at a superhero movie. This one just starred Liam Neeson, came out in the early '90s. It's a good movie. It's coming to 4K. The box art looks really nice on it, so. I'm glad that Sam Raimi, another Sam Raimi classic, is going to be coming to 4K Blu-ray, because we don't get too many of those, and uh, I'm really excited about that one. Yeah. Oh, because we got to cut loose. Footloose is coming oh. to 4K in February as well, the original <laughs> one starring Kevin Bacon. This is a classic tale of a town that just can't dance, and you know what? <laughs> Kevin Bacon comes in, and he's going to teach him that, you know what? You all don't gotta be so miserable and angry. You just gotta dance. You just gotta cut loose. I'm like, oh. like Sunny. Yeah. We're not doing dance routines anymore. <laughs> you know, we used to settle our problems with dance, and that's the problem now. People just aren't dancing anymore. <laughs> you know. But yeah, that was really all it is. Like, you know, no big studio announcements this week. It was just kind of little announcements. We've gotten all of our big announcements over the last few weeks, so it's just little announcements. But one thing that was cool is Oppenheimer actually sold out of their 4Ks at a bunch of stores. They had to oh, actually, that's good. They had to actually, uh, their Universal's printing more right now, but yeah, I mean, it's one of the biggest day and date releases on digital and physical, I think, ever, or at least in a very long time. So, yeah, because you know, people don't, people really, they don't buy movies. Not, not like Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer yeah. really is a special kind of movie this year. It did great at the box office. People, I don't know if it's Nolan that attracts them, but people really love Oppenheimer. I mean, hey, it's my favorite uh, Nolan movie, my favorite movie of 2023. So, I understand. Mm. The 4K is incredible, too. It's even... It might be better, from what I've heard from people who got to see it in the 70mm IMAX format, it might actually have been better than that. And that's that's incredible. I mean, it's going to go number one on my list, probably, unless I see something at the end of this year that really blows me away. But right now, Oppenheimer, leading the pack. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Yeah, now so. But that was really it as far as physical media news. You know, not too much. So maybe next week we'll get a little bit more news. But, you know, we're going to dive into the this or that portion of the show. Oh, which is that's what, me. That's what Faith Spears has here on the channel. 
that's me well um since it is december 1st over here well by the time this comes out it'll, it'll be the be third. third but it's since it's december we're going to do a, a christmas edition movie Ah, for this or that. This or that. Oh, so we're gonna be talking some Christmas films. Yeah, I think this is gonna kind of turn into a Christmas episode. Oh, I like Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is our favorite holiday here in this household. Yeah, yeah. That's where we spring for all the bells and whistles. You know, the rest of the year we kind of cut back a little bit. Once Christmas rolls around, now that's when we're you know where we get the holiday spirit. Yeah, so. because that's. Yeah. I mean, we do a little bit of something throughout the year, but we don't really. Nah. spend too much on each other we try other. and save yeah we don't buy each other really gifts throughout the year too much you know it's just really like hey faith already has me there's nothing i can <laughs> give her that's already better than that so you know but for christmas well, I our try. gift is having a place to live and yeah that's having true. food to eat so that is true we are thankful for the food that we eat taco bell exists in my lifetime <laughs> i'm always thankful for that christmas vacation Ooh, it's a wonderful life you're a piece of shit <laughs> Why would you do that? Like, why would you make me pick between... Like, <laughs> You're a piece of shit. <laughs> what? You're going to make me pick between my two favorite Christmas movies? And, like, they're different. Like, one is a comedy classic, and It's a Wonderful Life is... You know what I want to do with this one is one is going to be the ultimate, so whatever stays is going to battle the next two that I pick. Okay, okay. I can see what you're saying there. You want to get, like, a little pyramid going. Kind well, of. And then whoever wins... Well, here's the thing. It's a Wonderful Life is my favorite Christmas movie of all time, but it's not as rewatchable as Christmas Vacation, and I can't live without Christmas Vacation. It's just too funny. Shitter was full! Ah, yeah. You checked our shitters, honey? Clark. It's just, it's the one of the funniest movies ever, so I'm gonna have to take Christmas Vacation. Yeah, like, despite... I can watch it in the summer. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't feel right watching it in the no, summer, it but... it feels like Christmas. They captured just, it. They really like, did. Like, it felt like... Like when she says, it's the holidays, we're all miserable. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like, I love the holidays, don't get me wrong, but as a woman, it's a little different than like what men go through because we're the ones that like, when you're, if you're married or, or have in a relationship. Faith's referencing to me because she's, she's throwing stones, she's throwing shade. <laughs> it's because, no, I think it's all women though. Because, because she has to buy every single one of the Christmas gifts for both of our families. And I'm, I'm not a great shopper because if it came down to me, all everybody's getting her gift cards. Because he's not thoughtful. And I feel like women are more thoughtful. Like, just like your dad, you know, they give us gifts, but you know, it comes from... Diana. Diana, if, or, you know... And my sister, like she buys gifts. It's not coming from her significant other. You that know? is true. So I think it's a little bit more stressful for us because of the cooking and then the, you know, the decorating and then the. So it's a little bit more, but I enjoy it. I enjoy doing it, but it gets a little stressful. So I, I really related to that. Yeah, that, that, line. that one line. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, she's there. Because she's in there. The second she lights a cigarette, and the, her mother in the other room. Like, Are you smoking? Are you smoking again? No, mom. Like <laughs> even at, like a thirty-something-year-old woman with three, uh, two kids, like she can't smoke in her own house because yeah. her mother's gonna say something. Yeah. <laughs> and then it just like kind of show up way too early. Oh my god! Imagine that. I don't want to spend fucking six hours with my family. <laughs> you want to spend almost like a week, like with them in your house, taking your beds and like complaining the whole time yeah no uh, i hope when i get old i don't want to be a complainer but i feel like it's inevitable <laughs> okay so then we have a christmas vacation on top yep that's for right, right now yeah. so the next one was home alone Ooh. scrooge well for me scrooge or scrooged scrooge it's got to be scrooge for me 
Okay. You didn't tell us what you were taking. Oh, I'm taking a Christmas vacation. Okay. Right, and good. this one, I'm taking home alone. But I let's knew dive, you take home Let's alone. dive into that a little bit. Like, well, well, okay. I knew when we first met that you loved home alone more than most Christmas. It was Christmas. It's probably top five for me. Yeah, you love home alone. And I understand. Home alone is a classic. Now, I've grown to love Home Alone more since I've been with you. It never was my favorite growing up until I kind of started. Like, I had Home Alone on VHS, but really, we watched Home Alone 2 more, yeah. which is weird. So, Well, I think when you got older, like, watching Home Alone, um, the uncle's comments. Oh, my God. Was they, his name Uncle Frank? Uncle Frank. Uncle Frank's Cheapskate. a dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he grabs the pizza. Oh, this is my brother's house. Then he grabs yeah. it and brings it in there. Or, or like Home Alone too. I wouldn't want to ruin your Christmas, Mr. Cheapskate. Mr. Cheapskate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah. It, it's just, I, what separates Home Alone from Scrooge is the third act of both Home Alone and Home Alone 2 where like they're breaking in and just all the gags of like all the slapstick of like, you know, the, the paint can coming yeah. and blasting him in the face. Yeah. Or, you know, Harry, why are you dressed like a chicken? <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you take your shoes off? <laughs> but with Scrooge, he's like, he's like, stapled the antlers on him. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't hurt this little thing. I know. I felt bad for that guy. Like, <laughs> he really cares about the animals. <laughs> this guy's telling you to staple antlers on the fucking, yeah. oh my God. Frank Cross is a dick, but Bill yeah. Murray plays that role perfectly. Yeah. He is perfect for that because, you know, especially in the early third of the movie, like how he, he really is a dick. When he steals that taxi cab from that old lady, bye grandma. Bye-bye. Oh, yeah. And, and like, <laughs> what an asshole. Yeah. Like, this guy could do... He has all the money in the world. But he throws not... it out to the reward. He just he like, leaves toss... it in the car. Yeah, uh, he just tosses it away like yeah. it's nothing. Yeah, he doesn't care. Even though they, he said it was the biggest honor of his life. Well, all right, so for you, I'm going to... This is all you. So I'm going to do Christmas Vacation now is off. Um, Scrooge is off. Yeah. Now the next one is Elf mm. or Bad Santa? Bad Santa. Like, I, oh my god, yeah. Yeah, like I love Elf. I mean, I love Elf. That's hard, but I think I'll take Bad Santa over Elf. Bad Santa is a movie I... At my, at my age. I, I, Back in the day, I think it would have been Elf. Uh, As a growing <laughs> up, I think it's Bad Santa. <laughs> are you fucking with me? That's the best. <laughs> god damn it, are you fucking with me? It's like, I just, he's got the rag over tonight. You know, I, I don't, I don't just call him like Bub or whatever. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Or like, you know, he gets so upset. Yeah, or John Ritter is great too. He said, yeah, I heard him in the big and tall. He said, yeah, you're not going to S-H-I-T right for a week. Are you trying to say there's something wrong with my fuck stick? Fucking <laughs> 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 shit. Fuck you. Fuck you. I love oh, that. Billy Bob Thornton is like just perfect. He's <clears throat> such a like, he's just, he's a bum. Like he's just a drunk. Like I love him. <laughs> okay. So since those were your f three favorites, now let's do Christmas Vacation. Cause that was the last Oh, one. you want me to put Scrooge against Christmas Vacation mm. now? I'm going to still go Christmas Vacation. Okay. Christmas Vacation. And honestly, I think Christmas Vacation out of the movies that I had, that, that probably is the mountaintop. I'd still say It's a Wonderful Life is the best Christmas movie ever made. But one thing that's crazy about It's a Wonderful Life is that it didn't become a hit until the 1970s. Mm. Like, to the point that the studio that owned it, because the studio that owned it went out of business because it was a failure, even though it got Academy Award nominations. So it ended up in the public domain. You know what the public domain mm -hmm. is? Mm -hmm. So anyone could, uh, you know, put it out on their network, make VHS, Blu-ray, DVD copies. 
So and they just aired it every year a bunch of times because it was free, and then it finally caught on. But I don't know how it just didn't at the time. It's like yeah. it's a it's an incredible film. But yes, Christmas Vacation is just absolutely hysterical. All right. So then now we would do Christmas Vacation, Bad Santa, Christmas Vacation. Yeah, it's still Christmas Vacation. Now the thing is, is that these are both just hysterical movies, and you know, Bad Santa's a dark comedy. Like there's some like there's some mean jokes in there, but they are. Just really funny. <laughs> I, I love when he puts like medicine in the advent calendar. After he destroyed it the night uh, before yeah. in a drunken stupor. <laughs> He's like, they all can't be winners. I think one of them was checkers. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like what is it? Like, really? Poor kid. The poor kid, yeah. His dad's in jail. He's with his grandma. Who we know someone does... that looks like that kid. Oh, I know a couple people. We know. We know a lady that looks lady. like Yeah. <laughs> Has the same haircut. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> oh, my God. It's a beautiful haircut. I'm not going to lie. I can't. You know, how the shorts that he wears, like, oh the tight... Poor kid. Yeah, I know. And his grandma doesn't even realize he's there. Yeah. I'll fix you some sandwiches. That's it. That's all she said. Yeah. Oh, that's it. That's a great one. Good but, this or that this all week, All right, Faith. good. Good, yeah. So, you know, like we said, not too much news, but we do have a really good questions and some really good questions that we can have some uh, good conversations about we're going to start that off this week with rico gomez's question because he asked us both specifically here's a question for you and faith with 2023 just about over and disney having had a bad year if disney got a new ceo and they appointed you in 2024 to be in charge of marvel division and star wars division what would you guys do to turn things around you want so me to go first? well i just want to give a little background oh. so disney this year this is the first time i believe since like I want to say 2009, I can't remember what the date was, that they didn't have a billion dollar film. And more recently, the Marvels and Wish both bombed at the box office, way below expectations. The Marvels won't even make $100 million domestically. It didn't deserve that. That wasn't that bad of a movie. But, you know, without promotion, and what I feel like has hurt the Disney brand more than anything, is the watering down of the product. Mm -hmm. Essentially, you know, Disney used to feel like, and the MCU especially, it felt like when you went to go see an MCU movie in the movie theaters, it was an event. Like, we only got, like, a couple of them a year. Everybody went out. It's the next step in this long-running saga. You know, that was the thing that the MCU was, was this connected universe. And then when they, you know, leaned into Disney Plus as being, like, that's it, the be-all, end-all, I really think that they watered down the Marvel product with the amount of TV shows they put on it. That just did not reach the same quality of the films. Mm. And I became just more and more frustrated to the point that I... I didn't even pay attention to the uh, TV shows anymore. I still would go see the movies, but, you know, I'd have to watch catch-up videos because, again, now the TV shows are connected. It's just too much of an investment, and you kind of just took away the specialty of it all. So, that, and I feel like that's just how Disney has been going forward. So, you know, and then Wish, like Disney Animation, that's what Disney's probably most known for is their mm -hmm. animated films. And from what I didn't see Wish yet, but from what I've heard, it just feels like a generic Disney film. Now, mm. I've heard mixed things on it. I'll eventually check it out for myself. I'm sure it's still pretty good quality, but the Disney name has definitely taken a pretty big hit over the last year. I'd say this is probably one of their worst years in a very long time, but it's not just them. All the big studios, like, we could be seeing the collapse of the studio system in Hollywood right now just because you have bad CEOs in charge of these companies that are not looking out for the people working under them. They're just looking out for the bottom line. We see with David Zasloff at Warner Brothers or, you know, Discovery Warner over there, and the, they're just making terrible decisions. Like, trying, they're dropping Looney Tunes, like the shorts now, from Max. Warner Brothers is probably most known for Disney, I mean, for the Looney Tunes. I mean, back in the 90s, 
Um, I remember specifically Bugs Bunny, like most children's movies that they would come out with, he'd be leaning up against the Warner Brothers mm -hmm. logo, taking a bite of the carrot. Like, yep. so you knew that the and, and um, like when those things would drop on the mm. character's head, it would have Warner Brothers on it. Yeah, it would have yeah. Like, how many times have you seen Daffy Duck and, like, coming out of the Warner Brothers logo? Like, you know, like, it, it, it's just like, it feels like you put somebody in charge who doesn't actually know what your company's history is. And I get it. Money rules the world and it's, everything's a business. But these are art forms and you're just, you're ruining it. But anyway, back to the question. No. But let me hear your thoughts first. Well, I would think if I was the CEO, I would go back to basics. Okay. You know, making a good quality film. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever that would be, if it's animation or if it's, you know, Marvel, but a good quality film, um, put the money behind the film and push it. Stop oversaturating everything because that I feel like is not giving us the same feel that we felt when we went to go see Black Panther yeah. or when we went to so go see um, Endgame. Like those movies, you had that feeling when you went to go see first the first Star Wars movie that recently oh came out God. in 2017, was, right? No, it was 2015 with the Force, Force Awakens. And that was a big deal for me and you. Remember me and you, we had our Christmas sweaters. We were ready to go. It was exciting. And, I mean, we did see a, a few of those this year, um, I will say. Well, but we had it a great not, weekend with Barbie. But, but it was not Disney. But even the Taylor Swift, you see the kids dressing up. Yes. Um, so that's what that's what an experience should be. That's what I think of a movie experience. Um, not every movie, obviously, but, you know, when you go see a movie like Barbie, you should get back to that. I think that's what Disney needs. I think they need to make the viewer feel special. Mm-hmm. I agree. You can't just keep releasing movies over and over again. Like, especially with Star Wars and Marvel. Like, you know what? It's a big deal for those. Those are huge names, and you guys, you, you, de you devalued them. Especially, like, Star Wars is just not That's the exact, same. That's the, the exact word. What? You devalued. Yeah. Like, Marvel, like, I still believe that, uh, what's his name? Kevin. I still believe in Kevin Feige. I believe that he will write the ship. Marvel, I mean, not Marvel, Star Wars with Kathleen Kennedy and everything over there. I feel like they're in a way worse place, but I think that they're finally learning. Bob Iger did say that they, you know, they're going to concentrate more now on, like you just said, quality over quantity. You know, we kind of live in the content era where people just want more and more and more. Mm -hmm. But you got to give build an anticipation. Like we just we lost that. I just remember being a kid, even with video games, like building an anticipation. Like oh, it comes out in a month. Like you know, that's very rewarding. We just mm -hmm. everyone just wants, wants, wants everything right away. And, you know, there's not really any fun in that. Like, when we, you brought it up, when we went and saw Infinity War, like, that was such a huge experience. And then we knew at the end of that movie, that cliffhanger, we had to wait one full year. And there was only one Marvel movie that came out between those two, mm -hmm. and that was uh, Captain Marvel. Mm -hmm. So that was it. You had to build that anticipation. And look, it worked. Endgame is the biggest moneymaker of all time. I think it started with Black Widow. I think Black Widow, because of COVID, we didn't need that movie then. No. We didn't need it at all at that moment. We that could have it. been in state, the last stage. I think it was supposed to be in phase two. It, it would have worked in phase two. Now, if they use that movie now and while we go into the next phase of Mar what's going on with Marvel now, then that's cool. But what was the point of that movie? There really was no point other than to, you know, obviously Scarlett Johansson, she deserves that big send off because she was one of the original of the MCU, one of the original Avengers. And people love Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, but when you think but the movie itself, it doesn't. You work. deserve the 
but so many people, Captain America. Yeah. And, you know, but I guess because she didn't have her own, like she never her got own her own thing. chance. Yeah. yeah. And you had a you got a like Hawkeye did. Well, so Hawkeye eventually a got a show. show. Yeah, yeah. So I get that. You know, everybody else had their own solo stuff from the original Avengers. It felt like they Scarlett Johansson and um, Hawkeye, what's his name, Jeremy Renner. They kind of felt like yes, they were part of the Avengers, but they kind of felt like a little bit of a step down, mainly because they didn't have superpowers. Mm-hmm. You know, they were just really good at their jobs. Mm-hmm. I mean, Iron Man doesn't have superpowers unless you know, money is a superpower. Well, technically, yeah. <laughs> I mean, look at the world we live in. You can, you These can, people don't have the same. They don't have to follow the same rules we live. You can build anything you want, yeah. really. And he had a good, you know, he had to learn his lesson. He had a good heart. What Disney needs to really do with those two brands is just build anticipation. Don't put out a Star Wars show. Don't put out a Marvel show for a little while. I mean, I understand you put all your eggs in the Disney Plus basket, but... But people miss you a little bit. You let, exactly. Exactly. That's the perfect way to do it. You know, it's the same thing like when you're with your significant other. If you were with them all the time, you know, they're going to start getting under your skin and pissing you off where you're like, I need a fucking break from you. <laughs> so it's like, you know, build that anticipation of seeing them again. We want to build that anticipation to a new Star Wars movie or a new Marvel movie. Like, let's take a break. Hopefully they have learned that, you know, we need to slow it down a little bit. A couple of years, fine. You know, that's it. We don't need too much, you know, and get the right creative people behind this. Yeah. I mean, I understand it's a business. Money is a real thing, but still, you're hurting your overall brand by doing what you're doing. And there's a, and people love these movies. Yes, I, Disney is a corporation, and sometimes it can be hard to support corporations, but the Disney name still carries so much value. It's a huge part of my childhood. I know it's a huge part of Faith's childhood. Yeah. It's probably a huge part of all of your childhood as well. And, you know, I don't want to see that company fail, but I also don't want them to keep treating their employees and, you know, treating the consumers the way that they do. But it's a worldwide problem. It's not just a Disney problem. Mm -hmm. That was a great question, Rika. I hope we answered it pretty well. Thank you so much, buddy. And this is going to be a question that's really just for me, but you uh, you want to hand me those movies over there? And this is from Kevin Kruger, one of our directors. And the rest of the questions are from him. And he asks, what are your favorite physical media packaging for 2023? Oh, I grabbed a couple that I thought uh, really stood out to me. Second, This one, I think the packaging is what stood out because the 4K that's in here is not the greatest. But this slipcover, feel that, Faith. It's got like a, oh, like, yeah. like a suede kind of feeling mm-hmm. to it. I don't even know how to describe it. And but it's cool. It's beautiful, it cool. yeah. And then you got different artwork underneath. It is reversible. So Arrow Video did this. I've only seen a couple come with this kind of slipcover. This and Flatliners and I think Bride of Reanimator. I can't remember. Somebody else told me there was another one that had this type of slipcover. Um, I love it. Whenever they come out with this type of slipcover, personally, I always want to grab it. So this was a really nice one. And then over here, uh, this is really still in the running for my favorite 4K of 2023. I don't think if Oppenheimer came out, this might have won it. But Thelma and Louise from the Criterion Collection, I love this 4K in general, but the packaging is also phenomenal. I mean, really good stuff here. Look at the disc design. Mm-hmm. I mean, they really sprung for the bells and whistles on this one. Criterion didn't give us too many digit books this year, which was surprising because they... They usually like to break out the fine china whenever they can, but they uh, they really didn't this year too much. But Thelma and Louise, that is one of them. One of Ridley Scott's best. Ridley Scott in the news right now for Napoleon. Me and Faith saw that. You guys saw my review on that. But Faith is a historian. So real quick before we show you my third one, I want to know what you thought of Napoleon. Like, because uh, a battle came on in the movie and I wasn't too familiar with it, but Faith was like well, pumped up for it. She was like, I can't wait. She's like, wait till you see what happens. And I feel like you were a little let down by that. No, I thought it was awesome. I I love the. I mean, I was a little because it wasn't that long that scene. Yeah. So like, but when he they like he's like, okay, now you're shooting 
um, go shoot at them with their uh, what are those the cannons? The cannons. Like he's and, like telling them to hold. Like, like what I didn't like about the movie. I like the movie. Don't get me wrong. I really love the movie. I I love how they made him look like a human being and and come off as a human being with his love for Josephine. Yes. I think that was really what the movie was about. It was about trying to because everybody thinks of Napoleon as this short angry man and yes in a way he was but he was just fighting for his country this was his job at least in his mind in his mind no but it this was his job yeah and he he had just such arrogance about him a little bit that's what i feel that's where the napoleon complex comes from was um was his downfall but he just was a genius when you really study his um his brain and like how he looked at battles oh he's when it comes to battles there that's his, why he's his downfall remembered. was russia i don't know if people know about napoleon but his downfall was russia if he would have just went and left and went yeah, home instead, of, like forcing instead of, of forcing the people that he had to wait the, the, the Russian winter out, which they weren't capable of doing, no. um, causing so many people to die. I think what we know would know about Napoleon would be totally different than what we know about today. Now, were you offended by like, because they definitely took some leaps into like, you know, obviously this stuff didn't really happen and like stuff that wasn't like they did bother you that like they kind of like glossed over certain stuff or didn't really pay too much attention to it they didn't just really concentrate on the napoleon josephine relationship more than like the actual i i, I no, that didn't bother me because people don't know that about him uh, okay a lot of well they know about the letters because they were sold but people like i said they his reputation was not of a kind man mm. and when you read those letters that shows totally otherwise. He cared about at least one person. And though. I think people don't realize your job is your job and you're fighting to keep your job. So what will you do to keep this your job? That's a good point. That's just how I feel. What everyone knows compared to what the movie showed, it kind of showed you a softer side. And I don't know, that was probably what they were going for because we know, like I said, we know him as an angry little man. Mm-hmm. And he was 5'7", so he was actually taller than me. <laughs> Which is ridiculous. He's an angry little man. What am I then? <laughs> and then uh, number one on my best of the year so far as far as packaging is this Psycho 4K Blu-ray box set. I mean, first of all, when I first saw this, I didn't think it was going to look this nice. I really didn't like this plastic outline, the, you know, the shower curtain thing. But then really, when you take it off, it's still, it's got that nice Arrow Video hardcover. It's got all the movies in their individual packaging, big packaging as well. I like the well. color. The colors, yeah, the red, right? Yeah, well, Fate's colorblind, so you know it's red, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just absolutely... No, I like the colors in here. Oh, the colors on the binds. Yeah. yeah. I love it. I really think they did a phenomenal job with this. Um, definitely right now, I'd be surprised if anything beats it. Although I didn't get that Titanic Collector's Edition 4K set, but I've heard good things from people other than that, how they put the discs in. I just got the standard edition because, I mean, I like Titanic, but I don't love Titanic. Mm. I love it when they hit the iceberg. <laughs> <laughs> anything before... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Paint me like one of your French girls, Jack. <laughs> I like the movie. I know. Yeah. Are you going to watch it with me this week? Are you watching it this week? Oh, I don't know. Uh, That's a long movie. I know. I'm going to be up really late. I got to... <laughs> but uh, on to our next question. Thank you so much, Kevin, for that one. And this one is, what is your favorite scene from the following movies? Home Alone. Oh. What's your favorite scene from Home Alone? <sighs> There's so many good scenes. Uh, I think you said it earlier. Uh, why are you dress like a chicken? <laughs> Where the hell did you take your shoes off? Why the hell are you dressed like a chicken? A chicken. <laughs> I, lo I love that. Or he's like, 
He's like, we're just going to wait out here and um, no, we'll come back. He's yeah. like, it's going to be dark. The like, kids are scared of the dark. So, you're scared of the dark and he smacks him. Yeah. Or at the end when he goes, don't forget, it's the wet band. And he starts spelling. Shut up, mom! And he hits him over the head. That's my favorite, actually. <laughs> when he's like, we're the wet bandits. W-E-T. Shut up, mom! He's just kicking him in the uh, blue. Uh, and then when he uh, puts the, the paper towels in the sink to clog it up, like yeah. this cause a You did it again, didn't you? Like, Every, you all you the greats have their trademarks. You got that stupid face on. <laughs> <laughs> what about the Santa Claus? I think I know what yours is, but if you don't say it, I'm going to say it. <laughs> the sweater? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I know. He's like, <laughs> good boy. You got more important things to worry about, you know? Like, where are you going to get more sweaters after the circus pulls out of town? <laughs> you were right about, about the, the sweater. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I man. love that. I mean, that movie's just filled with so many elves <laughs> with attitudes. That's mine. Yeah. That's my guy. And. Can we just settle this now? When are we gonna get the hot cocoa from this movie? I know that. Not what does he say? What was the recipe? I I don't I don't know what she said, but Sh uh, shaken, not stirred. It was like something something with the chocolate. I can't yeah. remember, but she explains it. But it took her like hundreds of years to perfect the recipe. We right? need that. I know. What about Elf? There are so many great fun. Elf is like I'm not really too big on the plot. This is what I, I love about. when he gets drunk. Um, in the mailroom. Oh my god, that is great. He starts <laughs> dancing with the other guy. And the other guy who said he's like 20-something years old and he's clearly yeah, like 45. Yeah, he's 45. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I'm 29 with nothing to show for it. And I'm like, wait, what? 29? How about 49? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, you weren't going to know. If you're 29, there's a lot of miles that's, in that But that's like, when we were younger, we would see things like that. We're like, oh, that's what you look like at 29. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's cool. what we well, thought. We thought about with the high school kids in shows. Like, we're like, oh, is that what I'm going to look like when yeah. I'm a senior high school? Say, nope. no, that's what I'm looking like when I'm 27. <laughs> like, that's it is <laughs> yep yeah but l for me my favorite scene i mean the, the mailroom scene is great but i love it when he first like shows up to his dad and like he does he's the guy thinks he's um uh what do they call those like the people who come and give uh, a telegram, like telegram. Singing telegram he's like you look like you just came from the north pole and he's like That's exactly where i came from santa must have called you and i'm like singing a, hey, i'm singing <laughs> and this is, i'm here with my dad and i'm singing and i love you like, but that donald Faison, <laughs> is that his name Faison. no it's not frankie Faison. Fra frankie Faison. the code word is <laughs> santa's, santa's got, got a brand, brand new, new bag, bag. <laughs> in the place that's mm -hmm. pretty good it's a little too good corporate must have sent in a professional <laughs> <laughs> If someone's trying to show me up, I love that. Frankie <laughs> Faison is great. That's it. <laughs> Donald is the one from Coolest. Ah, Donald Faison. Yes, from yeah. uh, also from Scrubs. Yeah. Um, Christmas Vacation. This is really hard because we quote the whole movie, but it's got to be an Uncle Eddie scene, right? Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Clark, this isn't this a surprise? <laughs> and then he hands on the list. I took, I took the liberty of labeling them all in alphabetical order. <laughs> hey, you know what? Why don't you throw something on there for yourself? Something... Real nice. <laughs> I said that's Camilla when we were over there for Thanksgiving. I'm like, that's going to be real nice. And she starts cracking up. Yeah, we say that line. I mean, that's got to be. I also love Uncle Eddie at the dinner table and how Clark comes in. He's like, you know, kids, I just heard on the radio that they saw Santa's sleigh over like Chicago or something like that. And then Uncle Eddie looks over. You serious, Clark? 
I saw a shirt that said, are you serious, Clark? And Chevy Chase looks at him like, an idiot? Like, what are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) I can't say that. Are you an idiot? (laughs) (laughs) And then the next one was, It's uh, it's a Wonderful Life. It's a Wonderful Life, easily, because it's the one that makes me cry every single year. I, I love what he says. I passed away in these clothes. Yeah. And the guy's taking a sip and he's like... I do love that. That guy's getting just so more and more confused by the whole thing going on. He's like, he's, he's like going to spit. He's like... What are you talking about? And we always say... Well, that's it. The two of you get out of here. You're either going through the door or out the window. window. <laughs> Martini's bar. Uh, what was his name? I don't remember what the, guy, the other guy's name is. I don't remember. Yeah. But that is fucking... That is a great one. But for me, it's always at the end. To my big brother, George. The richest man in town. <laughs> I'll cry. When you here. feel down, that movie will pick you will up. Pick because you the up. whole movie is about appreciating what you have, mm-hmm. not what you didn't get. And it's a. I mean, that's why it stood the test of time. That's why it got better because everyone could appreciate that. Um, Krampus. I actually haven't seen this one in years, but I just yeah, remember. Spit, s- no, I've seen it. See it I've seen it, it, but I haven't seen it. We in a watched long it time. with your sister that one year, so but I don't really remember it. Yeah, I'm gonna have to give a skip on that one too because it would be wrong. We just watched this one two days ago, Die Hard, and I think I know what your choice is on this. Is when he's uh, looking out the window uh, after the car fucking goes out and he's shooting at them. To the party, oh uh, no! I love where he goes. He's like ho, ho, ho. Uh, oh, now I have a machine gun. Oh yeah. Paul. Yeah, yeah, Paul, yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul. And like, I think I was talking to you. Like for me, as great as Bruce Willis is in this movie, the one keeps me coming back. Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman keeps me coming oh, back. I was gonna say Hans Zimmer. Oh well, I mean Hans Zimmer is a composer, but no, Hans Gruber. Hans Gruber. And, like him, he is one of the greatest movie villains of all time. Like his facial expressions, like how he's gonna kill that freaking. Head and the freak and like and then Bruce Willis knows that he's just picking up the gun. Oh, we have a we have a, actually a disagreement of who his better role. Oh yeah, yeah let me well, ask comment. You guys. Yeah, comment in the bottom if you think his role in Harry Potter was better and Die Hard or vice versa. Yeah, what do you guys like more? Do you like Hans Gruber? I or do you think like Harry Snape? Potter. I know Snape you is like, amazing. No, Hans Gruber is one of the greatest, if not the greatest, movie villain of all time. I think you're just nothing s- more than a common thief. I am an exceptional thief, Mrs. McLean. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, I love that so much. Yeah. <laughs> That gets me. And then here's one I also haven't seen since I saw it in the movies. Uh, Black Christmas yeah, 2006. Um, I haven't seen that. I rewatched the original last year. Phenomenal. And then the 2019 one is actually not too bad either. But I really don't remember the 06 one, but I don't remember loving it. Next one is Gremlins. So, Gremlins. Um, Gremlins for me. It's I the, just love that. I love. I love the main the Gremlins. One. Oh, you love the Mogwai. No, I love the Gizmo. The Ma- I love Gizmo. Yeah, Gizmo's great. Mogwai. He just looks sad because they're being bad. Me and Gizmo have the same set of rules. I'm not allowed around bright lights. <laughs> I can't eat it after midnight. And if you get water on me, I'm going to get upset. But I won't have eggs attacked and I turn into the worst freaking animal in the world. But there's so many. My favorite scene, though, was just all the gremlins in the bar drinking and I'm smoking. Drinking and smoking. And she's trying to like, get to all them. Like She's still being a bartender. I, I love that. But I also like when the old lady flies out the window. Oh, <laughs> well, she, yeah. She's the worst. Because, she like, was the worst. Oh, my heart. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Terrible. Treats dogs horrible. I hate her. Silent Night, Deadly Night. Now, the first Silent Night, Deadly Night is pretty good. But I didn't see The it. second one with... Carpet Day! Huh? No! <laughs> that is the best scene in the Silent Night, Deadly Night movies. Because that guy literally had a documentary made about him. And I think that's like the only movie he was ever in. So that is a classic scene. And then last one is Scrooged. 
What do you have a favorite? Oh, Scrooge, there's so much. Oh, what, <laughs> when he says, he's like, what do you think she was wearing black all, all the whole time? <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was a fashion thing. <laughs> he just like blew it completely off. <laughs> I don't know what my favorite. I mean, I really like the end of Scrooge, actually. I love the whole thing when he's got he's in front of the TV. It makes you feel really good. Like, you know, the, yeah. and then how it kind of goes into the closing credits and like, you know, it's kind of the first one of the older movies with a post credit scene because he's through the whole credits talking to the audience. Yeah. So I really love the end of that movie and the song they sang. We can make the world a better place. Yeah. I, I, and then you see all the ghosts dancing. Yeah, like everything. <laughs> I think that the end of Scrooge really works. I mean, everything leading up to it is hysterical as well. Uh, great question, Kevin. What are some releases that you would have liked to have gotten, but you thought they were too expensive, or you wanted, or you waited too long, and they went out of print? So this is a physical media question. So you might not be too interested. But yeah, for I don't me, know. the ones that really got away were, um, and I was going to ask for this for Christmas this year, but even on sale, it was still one hundred and fifty dollars. The Ingmar Bergman collection from the Criterion Collection that Why has didn't all because I didn't want to make you buy it because it had all of his movies, you know, every single one of them in this big Criterion box set. Same thing with the Juan Carlos wide collection like those are the two big collections that i would really love to eventually have in my criterion collection but they're just so expensive and it's really hard to justify it but one day i would love to have those and you know same thing with like the columbia classics volume three i never got it because it was always like even it, it would have dropped to like 65 dollars it's still hard to justify just because I don't really like the movies in it, but I have one and two, and four is coming out in February, and I'll get the fourth, but the third one just didn't have the movies for me, and I still want it just to complete the collection. So for me, Kevin, those are the ones that really just they just got away because of how expensive they were. I mean, things have gone out of print. I try and make sure that that doesn't happen to me, but there are a couple Blu-rays that I would really want. I want Dutch and uh, Free Willy. Free Willy is like impossible to get on Blu-ray right now, which is crazy. And you know, blue, I, I get it. Free Willy is not a movie for everybody. If you grew up in the '90s, it's just a kid and his dog movie, except it's a kid and his whale. <laughs> and I and I love it. I mean, I watched that movie a thousand times when I was a kid. The Michael Jackson song yeah, me too. is phenomenal. I mean, that's probably his best song. Mm. Nah, it's probably not better than uh, Human Nature, but it's there's a great a, song. That's a lot. There's a lot of good Michael. Jackson. There is a lot of good Michael Jackson songs. So yeah, that was a great question too, Kevin. And um, yeah, we'll answer your last question next week, buddy. Just because we're running a little short on time, we're actually going out right now to go see a uh, Silent Night. So you you guys have already seen that review, but we uh, we're going to uh, up the block over here. We're gonna go check that one out. I saw last night. I also saw a Dream Scenario, and we're gonna watch tonight. Also to be reviewed uh, May December. So a lot of good reviews coming up here on the channel. So make sure you guys are subscribed. And if you guys want to become a channel member, like our two directors, Kevin Kruger and Frank Rodriguez, or our channel producers, Jason Martin and John Dojuggalo. You guys can join the ranks with them. Click that join button or click the link in the description below and pick a tier that's best for you. You can even join the friends of the channel tier. It's only about $2.99 a month and we do giveaways here on the channel for all our channel members. So make sure you guys are subscribed or join those as well. And it's no pressure at all. The best way to just keep supporting this channel is just simply liking the video, subscribing to the channel, getting out in those streets and telling your friends about us. And we will be seeing you around.